edition of our Family Fitness Fun Podcast. Got a special guest on today, uh, Eric Andrews. He was the um, he started his gym in Concord. It's called CrossFit TriPoint. Um, started there, coach there, um, and then he sold the business to a uh, to another coach, young, young Russian <laughs> coach. Um, um, his name was Alex, and then um, he um, he sold it. Was coaching there for a while. And um, now he's kind of on to his second endeavor in life, but wanted to have him on today and chat about um, just kind of his experience in the fitness industry. Um, he's been doing, he did CrossFit for what, 10 years, 10 plus years? Yeah, since 2009. 2009. Yep. Yeah, and that was down in Florida? April 13th, 2009. <laughs> that was down in Tried Florida? CrossFit, yep, down in Florida. Cool, so yeah, so just, just kidding. Eric uh, started the gym, CrossFit TriPoint, sold it to me, um, then we moved out of the out of the building. You know, now it's TriPoint Athletics, but that's how we kind of first started there. Um, so then Eric was coaching there for a while. Um, so yeah, so he's done CrossFit for ten plus years, and then you started down. You could tell. <laughs> yeah, obviously you could tell. If you're watching this on YouTube, you could tell. Uh, <laughs> um, so you're down in Florida, and what was the gym called down there that you went? So I started out at um, BGI. Fitness, which was a, uh, the main CrossFit gym down in West Palm Beach. That's where they did all the certs and all that stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Of course, in 2009, it was not, you know, wasn't quite blown up yet. Yeah, that's right. So, what was that gym like when you like first started? Because obviously, it's a little different than today. Yeah. So, um, I walked in on a Tuesday. Um, I think I was at a bar watching Monday Night Something the night before, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a buddy of mine was like, hey, you should try this CrossFit thing. And I was like, you know, whatever. Try anything. So um, so the next day, yeah, I met him up there at uh, 6 p.m. class. And um, it was, I mean, it was pretty much, as far as the, the overall program goes, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, we had some good coaches there. They had been at the, the games, which, you know, was a lot different in 2009. Um, but uh, definitely... You know, I, I was instantly addicted to it. So, I mean, I have kind of an addictive, <laughs> addictive personality. Um, but I was I was instantly addicted to it, and um, like signed up that night, and and kind of went ever since. You know. Um, but the actual the actual gym was you know the same thing, community and and uh, um, same kind of programming. Yeah. Really. Not too much different. That's interesting. So, um, you know. With that, how you know how have you kind of seen things like change a little bit since then in CrossFit? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it changed a lot. For one, there's there was you know many more CrossFits after that, um, and then uh, some things that I think changed was the like the local competitions. Um, they don't really have that as much when I first started, and then uh, you know that kind of became a thing. Um, a lot of places have, 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 well, I don't even think there's as many now as there was for, you know, there was a good five or six year stretch there where every gym had them everywhere. It was kind of a, I don't know, it was kind of a moneymaker probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's basically it. what it is, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it was, I think it was, I think the competitions were good, you know what I mean? It, it um, brought people together and, and, you know, taught you teamwork and all that, all that stuff, so. 
I, you know, I think it was pretty. Fear into that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if teamwork's important to you. Um, so, and then, yeah, I think the competition thing's kind of died off again. I think they're hard to, they're hard to run and, and. I don't know. Maybe they're not as big of a money maker as people think after it's yeah. said and done. Actually, I was gonna say that. So what's kind of funny is after like COVID, after the, sh- the shutdown, because we did that competition, the triple chipper. It was the weekend before the shutdown, actually. Okay. Was, like if I would have done it the weekend after, we wouldn't have been able to do it. It's the luckiest thing ever. Gotcha. So then I felt like after that, I think it kind of like killed that competition. I think a lot of people were just kind of like, I'm just gonna go to the gym, work out for an hour, and go home. And there was like less of that, like people really getting competitive. I feel like I start seeing that getting back to a little bit more of that. A little more competitive. Yeah, but I felt like for that that year, people were just like, "I'm going to go in, you know, go into the gym for an hour, and then I got to go home." And a lot of the gyms were kind of were kind of making it like that too, where you could only basically come in, then you had to scoot out right away. You know? Right. Right. So I think that kind of that kind of killed it a little bit because last year we did another triple chipper, and it was like half the team signed up, right. even though the advertising so. And I don't really see any of the other gyms doing too many. I mean, I don't see them advertised like I used to. Yeah. I, mean, I think the, uh, you know, I think it's like it's like anything. I think CrossFit, you know, back then when it first started, it, it rode a wave. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the way, the way CrossFit is kind of set up, you know, there's no real, it's not really a, Franchise, you're really just paying to use the use the uh, the name, the name really. Yeah, right. So the, so the training's not even really. You could go to a CrossFit gym in you know this state and a CrossFit gym and you know wherever on vacation, and there could, could be completely different. Right. You know what I mean? And they are all a little bit different. You know what I mean? As it grew and there was not. Hit that close on there. Sorry. <laughs> Low battery. Low battery on my phone. So so. Wow. They want to charge that. They want to charge that before the next <laughs> podcast. Um, but I think, you know, over, over time, I think the actual CrossFit pro- program probably got watered down a little bit. Yeah. You know, you got so many coaches and, yeah, and right. whatnot. And I, just talking to people, you know, I know some of the um, initial uh, uh, fundamental stuff when I started. Even just, you know, yes, some people who Rich Froning is, they don't even know who that is. You right. know what I mean? Right, or, right, right. Greg Glassman or whatever, you know, any of these historical... CrossFit figures. I'm not so sure that it matters, but um, I see a lot of places are, you know, kind of dropping the CrossFit name and, right. and kind of... Kind of like we did there. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, I don't know that the CrossFit name has as much value f- for places that are established. And, like it and, used to. Yeah. yeah right, I, think, right. I don't know that the value's there. I think a lot of people, too, have done some kind of, like, group uh, fitness now or you know when it first started like this was pretty much new unless you did like a boot camp thing or whatever which you know it was kind of different than what we're doing we're in like a barbell based you know and so now I feel like most people with Orange Theory and like all these other other brands you know so I feel like most people have kind of done it you know what I mean so yeah I agree um, but I do like the I do like the group classes that whole concept yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's yeah, for yeah, community no. and holding you accountable absolutely and, yeah no, I agree. Um, so how'd you get into coaching? How'd you get started there? So I got into coaching CrossFit again. Um, you know, I jumped in two, two feet, um, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, pretty standard of what I, what I do in life. Um, so I started down there and I actually, they had a, uh, they had a 30 day paleo challenge. Paleo was the big thing. Um, Rob Wolf and that book and all yeah. that. And, um, 
again, a lot of people don't know who that is. But <laughs> he started the whole paleo thing, or one of the one of the starters. Um, so I did a thirty day challenge, and I actually won the challenge. Um, lost the most. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. I just won the challenge. <laughs> um, which was like it was like they had a few a few criteria. One was you had to you had to journal your food every day for th- for thirty days. Like no matter what no matter what you ate, you had to journal it. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, right, wrong, or different. Which I thought that was that was a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, I think journaling food, like whatever diet you're on, there's eight million diets. You know, right. as long as you're watching what's going on in your mouth and right. you keep document keep it, it kind of whole, you know, whole food, whole foods and whatnot, you're probably pretty good. But anyway, so you had to, you had to document that. Then you had a a workout um, that you did like day one, and then you did the same workout again day thirty or whatever. So there was you know uh, improved performance criteria. Yeah. And then um, they took your measurements. So it was, I think it was percentage of body weight or something. Cause, you know, um, so I won that and the prize was uh, a entry to the, to get certified to coach. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was a little more laid back. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have like a written test or anything like that. It was, it was like, yeah, you're, you're good. <laughs> so um, I took that and um, and then I actually a friend of mine down there in South Florida started another gym. I went to a few gyms down there. I went to CrossFit Delray Beach, CrossFit Boynton Beach, um, CrossFit IQ, which is well, that's where I coached first with a guy named Q. Um, he was kind of my he was kind of my mentor yeah. there. And then uh, and then you know brought it up here, met you, and the rest is history. That's what's uh, funny. I remember you told me a story where. Um you were like the first day you were coaching or something. The guy was doing cleans, and you were like all over him, like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta do fix this, fix this," you know. And then the guy was like, "Hey, dude, you gotta get, you gotta chill out." But yeah. I think it's funny because like I think every coach kind of does that. You like you get your level one or whatever, and then you feel like you can change the world when you come back. You know, hundred percent. And, you, <laughs> and that, that was his point. That and I and I, and I always remembered that was. Um, <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, dude, like this guy, like he's not gonna. In this one hour, he's not going to learn how to perform a, an Olympic clean perfectly. But yeah, as you're as a as a new coach, you're like you're seeing everything, and yeah, you want right. you want to fix everybody and help everybody and make everybody perfect, you know. And he was like, "Hey, this guy, like this guy, just needs to like stand up ten times." You know what I mean? That's good. That's good for today. This guy's so nervous. He doesn't. Even... And I'm looking at the coach like, "Don't you see? He's doing it wrong." Yeah, and he's right. like, "He's doing it fine. <laughs> you know, he's not going to hurt himself, and he's moving, so he's good." He paid the bill. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> paid the bill. He's good. Um, cool. Yeah. So then when he moved up here, then you kind of continued it, um, and that was cool. I mean, I like you know, actually, it's funny. I kind of learned a lot from you. Um, just taking your experience from down there and stuff, it was cool. So, um, when you moved up here, then you started coaching at, was it Neo or was it Painesville first you did? No, I didn't coach at Painesville. I just coached at, um, did I coach at Neo? Yeah, I coached at Neo. I think you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I came, I came up and, you know, basically Googled CrossFit and it was CrossFit, Neo, and Perry. Um, and I was going there and it was, I don't know, that's a, from my house to there is probably about, 30 minutes a day or whatever and you know you get hooked on CrossFit you're going every day right um, and so I went and that's where I met you know Todd and you and and um, Chavez and uh, Scott yeah right I did that drive for a while and uh, coached and, and it was good you know uh, I always tell people if you want to if you need like 
friends and community or whatever. <laughs> literally, like join a gym. Like, yeah, right. You'll, even from my music stuff, you know, people are like, "How do you get, you know, how do you get a crowd to come out for your stuff?" I'm like, "Join a gym, join a gym, join right. a church, join a motorcycle gang, join some <laughs> some kind of community because people stick together." You know, like that. Yeah, um, it's probably a lot of people at your shows now. Prior people from the gym, right? They, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, so we were working out out there, and then I think basically. I mean, I don't, you know how it all shook out, but basically Scott and I ended up opening up uh, CrossFit TriPoint, really just because it would be closer to our house, so we, had, <laughs> so, we had, so we didn't have to drive to Perry every day. And then, uh, you know, before we knew it, we had 75, 100 members or whatever, and it was like, yeah, we can't, you know, Scott and I aren't, aren't exactly poster children for running a gym. Right, right, right. So that's what we called you. Nice. That's well, we look for you to bring your talents to Concord. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so uh, my favorite thing about Eric is when we were trying to think if we were at Neo or, or uh, TriPoint, I can't remember, but um, he came to me and he's like, yeah, I'm doing this new thing. And <laughs> it's called GoMed, and uh, it means gallon of milk a day diet. And what you do is you drink a gallon of milk a day and you know it's supposed to help you increase your PRs and uh, whatever. So, <laughs> tell me about how you heard about this and what was your motivation for doing that. All right. So first of all, anybody who <laughs> anybody who knows me knows I, I go through phases <laughs> here and there, kind of. So I kind of kind of go through phases. So um, so I've done everything. I've done I've done paleo, keto, South Beach. Whatever I've done, <laughs> counting macros, everything I've done, everything, um, including uh, one time I tried the the GoMad diet, gallon of milk a day, which I read. How did I find it? I probably read it on the internet. I'm sure I, I'm sure I read it on the internet or something like that. Um, somebody said it to me. I was like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so I drank the gallon of milk for. I want to say I made it the whole 30 days. I don't even know if I made it the whole 30 days. But all I remember, <laughs> I remember is I came in one day and you're like, how's it going with the go man? <laughs> and all that really happened was my my deadlift PR went up like 50 pounds and I got <laughs> I got really huge love handles. <laughs> That's pretty much all that happened. I think last time I talked to you, you're like, you're like yeah, I think I still am trying to lose the weight. I still got them. Yeah. <laughs> I need to cool sculpt them or something. Did you go uh, like 2% whole milk? What was it? Whole milk, baby. It was whole milk? Yeah, whole milk. <laughs> Which I still drink whole milk. I drink, um, I've been on this A2 milk. You know about A2 milk? I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard of that. So I've been on this A2 milk kick, which is like... It's a little better for air or something, right? Is it? So, so cows, like Herzog cows that are like, you know, cows that... Or ninety percent of the cows that make the milk that are in our stores, they have an A one and an A two protein, and the A one protein I believe is the protein that people have trouble, you know, that say they're lactose like intolerant the, yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. that A one protein that people have trouble eating. Okay. So these A two cows, which they're not Herzog cows, are called something. That, well, there's a few different kinds, but there's one like out of Canada called a I don't know Geyer cow or something like that. Google it, and. Um, that's an A2 milk, and it's really good. It tastes really good, but I don't drink a gallon a day. I drink, <laughs> I drink two glasses a day. So how long did you do that for? Was it a whole month or what? I think I made it almost a whole month, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And my 
Yeah, I think my deadlift probably went up to at least 150. Yeah. <laughs> so it was well worth it. You did like three taps with the foot. I remember you said yeah. tap the foot yeah. as, you, as you were going. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. But uh, I think it's important to try different try different stuff because you know what? There's so many of these like life hacks and everybody's looking for the magic. Yeah. Magic potion. You know, is there a magic potion? Probably not. But I think you try keep trying stuff. And but but no, you know I used to try stuff, and I would feel good or something would work, and I I would want to just stand up and just tell everybody, you know, hey, yeah. you gotta, you know, get on this fish oil, which I still think people should take fish oil, but, um, you know, whatever it is, take this take this uh, bone marrow, whatever, you know, um, I think you got to go into all these things like just knowing like you're gonna try this stuff. If some stuff's gonna work, some stuff's gonna not. Right. Some stuff's gonna work for you. It's not gonna work for me. Or, right. And you got to just be honest right. and say, "Is this placebo or is this? You know, is, do I really feel a significant thing here?" And so you got to be willing to like try a bunch of stuff, and whatever sticks, sticks, and whatever doesn't, you know, whatever. Keep on moving, but keep trying stuff. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, actually, something that you always told me, Eric, really, that kind of stuck with me. I wrote it on my blog that one time. Is like, you're like, if you you could get on the hot dog and sour patch kid diet or whatever and if you measure that out and you write it down in your journal you're probably going to like see some results <laughs> basically just because you're actually thinking about what you're doing you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah yeah obviously of, that was a little facetious but goes back to that okay. journaling but it's the same kind of, yeah it it's is the same, same kind of thing, thing. Yeah. if you're watching what you're eating you're gonna probably do okay so what other stuff have you tried like you've done the keto paleo did all that which one was the best one you think was the best thing I think the most. For you. I think well. I mean, they again. They they all work to some right, degree. Right. Um, I thought I found the keto to be probably not too easy to maintain. Yeah. Going forward, I mean, does it work? <laughs> yeah, it works. Um, but you did know, you use all the uh, st- the keto or the, uh, the I peed on keto strips? <laughs> you know me. I do whatever they have. To, you know, they got a <laughs> monitor. I got it. I, you know, I got special scales. I got special all kinds of stuff. Um, I think the one that kind of worked, probably the one that most, that I always go back to or is always kind of just stuck in my head, is probably paleo. Yeah. Just because it's easy. And I, and I kind of go with probably, you know, like right now I'm probably more um, more of a, not quite paleo. I, I, I eat a lot of protein. I try to get my body weight in protein. That's about the only macro I count is my protein. Yeah. And um, my carbs I try to get from fruit. So fresh fruit, really. Yeah. I don't eat. Just try not to eat pasta and bread. And all I don't that eat any stuff. processed yeah, yeah. processed stuff or any um, added sugars. I try not to. Um, so, yeah. So what's uh? So you did a lot of like fitness competitions too. So I remember the Crush Games was the famous one you did. Yeah. What's uh? What was like a one that always sticks out to you? Like as far as like a fitness competition and stuff that you've done. Well, the Crush Games was was cool. I mean, it was just cool because it was. It was it, it was fun to like you know go to places. To, I mean I'm not. There's probably, probably people watching going, you know, what, the, what the hell? This guy was in competitions. He looks like he should be in a. He should be, he should be looking down at the senior living house. Um, but I, you know, I I was always you know I didn't care. You know I just I did it just to do it just for checking off a bucket list right. or whatever. Sure. So I kind of like traveling and going to a place and doing a competition. Met, met a lot of great people. Um, you know, even some people in the, in the upper CrossFit world that that I'm friends with on Facebook or whatever, you know, um, I would say probably the coolest one would probably be the crush games. 
Um, I did a couple of them, and they were all they were all cool because it was kind of you know arena setting. Right. And, was that um, the Miami? Was it in Miami, right? The the last yeah, they, I, I did a couple of them down there, but the last one was at um, the uh, you know wherever the hockey team plays or whatever oh, yeah. SunTrust Arena or whatever. So it was kind of cool. That was the one that slipped through the cracks of the CrossFit. Remember they didn't know they didn't know about that one, but they knew about the stadium games. You're, right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> exactly. That's a story for another day. Um, cool. Have you ever done like Spartan races or like half marathons or anything like that? So. Yeah, I've never done a full marathon, um, and I don't even know if it's on my bucket list. It was at one time. It's kind of been moved down the line. I did a half marathon. I did a, the Cleveland half marathon. I did a, yeah, just that one. I did the Cleveland half marathon. And um, it was cool to check it off the list. Um, I'm not a huge long-distance runner. Right. I actually ran that thing. I was coming towards the, I was coming to the close to the ending, and everybody started like standing up and cheering. And I was like, oh, they must do this for every runner. This is cool. So I'm running down the, the finish line or whatever. And all of a sudden I realized that they were clapping because the guys from like Zimbabwe were finishing the race. At the same time I was finishing the half, they were finishing the whole marathon. And everyone was cheering for them. Um, and so, yeah, so, uh, but there was a time when I was gonna, yeah, I wanted to go do the Boston and the this and that and the everything. and. Um, it's not on my bucket list anymore. I thought you were going to say the guy with one leg was just behind you <laughs> finishing the race. No, I was always a pretty good runner. Pretty decent runner. Yeah, you were actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, running was not my... I just... I don't know. It's not on my list. Um, so what's the... What have you been doing for training uh, recently? Like what's so, like... So, um, again, I go, in, I go in phases. So, I guess I didn't mention that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So my newest uh, phase is um, I've been doing the hot yoga thing. I've been kind of doing that. Well, one, you know, my, my better half, Candace, is, is, instructs it now. Yeah, um, that's right. Um, so that kind of, but I was doing that. I, I was doing it even before that. But um, So I've been doing that three, four, five times a week. Um, and then the other thing I do is... Um, I walk my dogs every morning, which sounds silly, but not silly that I walk my dogs every morning. <laughs> um, so I have a theory that, uh, you know, if you get a dog and you get up and you walk the dog every day, no matter what, unless it's, you know, the, the weather you can't or something, um, I think it's good for you for, you know, a lot of reasons. But one is, you know, I have, I have three dogs, two of them I walk, and I walk them separately. So I get a good three miles in in the morning before, you know, before 7 a.m., which means I'm burning about 200 to 300 active calories before I even get in the shower in the morning. So if you're if you're counting that or you're watching that on your you know stupid Apple Watch or whatever, um, see I'm at 3:57 and it's 10 a.m. Right. So I try to burn. I think I have this goal set on here for like 7:70. But I usually try to hit like a thousand a day, um, so I'm already three, four hundred in before I even you know leave the house. Um, so the dog walking thing in the morning is is good, routine, yeah. burning calories, just so many so many reasons. Um, and then that with the hot yoga, and then um, my goal has still been to to do you know a couple days a week doing. I'll call it CrossFit, but whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, functional fitness. Yeah, I haven't. 
I haven't been able to do that <laughs> as much as I would like. Sure. Um, I just kind of come over to try point and shake things up, and then, <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> um, but that that would be my goal. But you know, it's 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 a lot. You got to kind of you got to kind of pick what you want to do and just be okay with what you're doing because there's you can't do everything. Right. You can't do every morning routine that they you know you can't do every athletic program that right. is or. You know, I play music on the weekends too, and, and I do work a full time job. So it's like you gotta like, and you, you get kind of mad at yourself if you're not doing everything, and you have to say, wait a minute, I'm doing plenty. I'm doing yeah. a lot. I'm doing plenty. It's okay. You only have so many hobbies, right? Yeah. And I got so much bandwidth, and yeah. No. Yeah. So it's you know you can't beat yourself up if you're not, you know. Yeah. No. No. You gotta kind of find what's worked for you too at the at, at your current phase. <laughs> In your current phase, it's true. Yeah, yeah, no, there, was a, there was a time when, you know, I did not miss a CrossFit class right. seven days a week for years. Yep. Um, so, all right, so then, so I bought the gym from you, and then you kind of, you were helping me coach and doing all the thing, and then you got into the second, your next phase, which was <laughs> the, your rock career. So I picked up a guitar. Yeah. And uh, so, actually, I never asked you this, but, so I remember... Tell me how you first started, because I kind of already know. And then, how did you get your first gig? That's what I want to know. So, um, I mean, I started back. I, I used to play back in high school. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't even realize that when I started playing again now. Right. You know? um, but I used to play in high school. And um, then real life kicked in. Fast forward uh, a few years ago. I don't. I don't even remember. I think it was like 2018. Um, whenever. Whenever Jess Merritt graduated, um, Scott was having a uh, a bonfire, and someone was, was you were there. Yeah, right? I was there. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and someone was there who was had a guitar, and probably had too many cocktails to play the guitar. And um, I think I was going through a I was going through a no drinking phase at that time. I think I did drink again after that, and then quit again. So I couldn't. I haven't had a drink since 2016. Um, so anyway, so we we're playing the bonfire, and uh, I grabbed the guitar. I was like, "Hey, let me let me play that." And played I don't know, probably the five songs that I you know still remembered yeah. that I'd been playing for years. And um, that kind of started stuff. So, you know, uh, our friend Scott kind of got excited and ran with that a little bit. You know, he's a big planning guy, a big idea guy. So yeah, he's right. Instantly, like, oh, we can play all the wineries, and you know, we can play all the restaurants, and you know, I'm like, what are you playing? What's this weed thing? <laughs> um, sure. And so, uh, and so, I started like just making videos and songs in my basement. That's where the Eric Andrews basement recordings thing came from. Um, just making songs on YouTube and throwing them on, you know, whatever. And then uh, a couple weeks after that. Um, bonfire Scott called me and he was like hey I got you a gig I'm like what do you mean you got me a gig I, like, I didn't even know you know 10 songs right. what do you mean you got me a gig yeah I got you a gig we're gonna play at the fish uh, fish bar in Painesville you know on this whatever date or whatever and I was like oh shit okay <laughs> <laughs> and so he got me this gig and I, I literally had to run out and get like I had to run out and get a PA system and you know yeah. I had a guitar but that was about it so I had to go out and get everything, and I had to go, and I had to learn enough songs to, to, to play it, you know. Um, luckily, you know nowadays you can use an iPad and all that stuff. So, right. um, 
but so I yeah I had to quickly learn enough songs to play the gig and then um, and then we, we did the gig and again you know everyone that most of the people ninety percent of the people that showed up were people from the gym right and um, we actually kind of packed the place <laughs> and uh, so then they were like oh you know when can you play again because <laughs> I brought a lot of and it's just yeah, you know, that's just kind of rolled from there. Um, you're playing like two times a, a day on a weekend right now. I mean, I'm I mean, playing a lot. I'm playing, uh, yeah. I do a couple double headers. I mean, I try not to do a lot of those, but um, I've been playing in the summertime. I I can play three, four, five nights a week. You know. Yeah. I keep saying every year I'm gonna do less, and then <laughs> I remember you told me that. The next thing, you know, well, what happens is so like this year, 2022, I was not gonna play as much as I played in 2021. And um, so the first thing I did is I took out a calendar and I blocked off one weekend every month. It was going to be those were going to be my days off. Well, then what would happen was people would call and it'd be either a new place, you know, like there were some cool new places to play. You know, the yard on third was a new place that I wanted to play. And some um, opportunities you don't want to. Yeah. So so they'd call and be like, do you have any open dates? And I'd be like, and I'd be full. Yeah. Except for those weekends I scheduled off and I'd be like. Oh uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I got it. Before you knew it, I actually blocked off a weekend for you. Yeah, so you know, I, as it turned out, every weekend I had one weekend off this year, and um, that was the recent uh, Brown Charlotte Browns. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was literally the only weekend I've had off this year. So wow. Next year I'm gonna try to get try try it again. <laughs> try again. Well, because there's other things I want to do. So you know, I play all the wineries and bars and restaurants, and that's fun. It's awesome. It's a, it's a lot of fun, um, but there's other stuff I want to do in the music world. Right. That you sure. Know, again, the timing wise, the timing thing. You know, I'm always thinking like, okay, I'll you know, I want to do a podcast or I want to do a right. record yes. or whatever. You know, you got so much bandwidth, man. I get home at yeah, I get home at you know six or seven o'clock. You know, and I go to bed by nine so I can get up and walk the dogs, mm-hmm. which is important to me. So yeah. I've only got about a two-hour window there at night, and I have to eat and whatever. So yeah, you gotta you gotta pick your. I you know you're pick right. what you want to do. So what's the best place you played at so far? Like what's the funnest thing? It's something that kind of sticks out to you? Well, this year I've gotten a, this year I've gotten a chance to um, play with a full band, as well as a trio, as well as my normal solo duo thing with a drummer. Um, so this year, just just playing with a full band has been kind of cool. We had a saxophone player and, and you know another yeah. guitar player. That's that, cool. Yeah, that's just yeah, it's a lot that's of fun. Cool, yeah. So we did that in um, Geneva on the Lake a lot. That was fun. Um, we played a big wedding down in Central Ohio for uh, one of the guys that started BW Threes. So and that was a lot of fun. So I don't do, I don't play a lot of weddings. A lot of weddings don't really hire live bands like they used to. No, yeah, right. Most sure. DJs. Right. I've done. Um, I've done some uh, like cocktail hours, like before the DJ starts and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. But uh, but that was fun. Uh, full band down there, um, and then I don't know. All the places are fun. I don't want to. You did like the Browns game pre Browns game, didn't you? That was last year. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did the Browns tailgate. Um, that's cool. Yeah, Browns family fun tailgate right out front of the stadium. That was that was really cool. That's probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, and then I sent I sent him a Christmas card last year to one Lou Groza Boulevard, you know, trying to keep him buttered up. <laughs> yeah. And then I called him this year, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, hey, are we are we doing the the Browns game thing again? And they're like, 
nah, we're not doing music this year. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So we got Billy Morris to play yeah, every yeah, weekend. Yeah. He did play there after I played. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was cool, but I guess they're not doing it this year. Well, uh, how do you uh, get in touch with you for your music? Um, so I have, well, Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Eric Andrews Basement Recordings. Bas- yeah, Basement, basement Recordings. Basement Recordings, yeah. that's the thing. YouTube, Eric Andrews Basement Recordings. My website is actually ericmichaelandrews.com. And um, you can get connect with me at any of those sites. Yeah, and uh, Eric plays a lot of local uh, like bars and stuff, like you said, wineries and stuff, so... If you're, when you follow him on Instagram, make sure you check out one of his shows. It's a lot of fun. So you might have four new Instagram followers after this. Sweet. <laughs> well, we're about out of time. I uh, really appreciate you, Eric. Eric uh, kind of got me started with where we're going. So if you love the uh, gym, you got to thank Eric. He uh, got it all started, man. So <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty wild to know that. It, and, you know, you've taken it to a whole other level, but it's pretty cool to know that, you know, we all started it. You know right, I mean? right. We all started something. And, here we are, fast forward five, six years, and now you got a couple of them. And yep. You still got love handles from the GoMed. Still got love <laughs> handles. Yeah, don't try the GoMed. It's not worth it. All right, bro. Thanks for coming on, man. All right. All right, buddy. Cool.